Thanks for listening to the first episode of Season 2 of The Undercut with Jason, Martin, and Nick, where we'll be previewing the 2023 season. Please rate and review wherever you listen and enjoy the show. By being a racing driver, you are under risk all the time. By being a racing driver means you are racing with other people. And if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. So we are back for season two of The Undercut, our 2023 season preview. We just got through preseason testing. It was not nearly as exciting as last year with all the brand new cars, but it was nice to see that, you know, all the cars were pretty much able to stay on the track through testing. Yeah, I mean, I think testing was what testing has always been, right. which is kind of boring <laughs> yeah i don't know whether expectations have been raised because last year everything was so exciting because there were new cars no one knew what was going to happen it kind of got jig- you know jiggled up a little bit from mercedes dominance for the last i don't know you know seven years or so and but yeah it, it was just interesting because there was only three days of running you know right. you go back obviously last year they were in spain then they were in bahrain but before that there was like two or three different test sessions before the season got started so this season's just come on really really quickly it's like nothing launch test season right it's gone you know it's here it's really really fast so super excited for 2023 season yeah it'll be crazy to see because you know they haven't done much there's not much different from the cars of last year like some ground effect stuff like floor stuff got changed a little bit some like mirror the mirrors had to become bigger that was really it for the changes on the cars not 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 big differences from last year yeah it was like 15 millimeters difference on right. the on the floor i think they raised it so that people weren't slamming it to the deck and yeah you know trying to alleviate some of the porpoising issues yeah that's pretty much it all right so let's dive into the team so we are going to start from reverse grid order from how the constructors finished last year so we are starting off with williams who was by far the worst team last year um they were the only team to not get out of double digit constructor points um and a quarter of those points came from a driver that only raced for them for one race um but they have a uh (laughs) they've got a brand new driver on the grid first american on the grid since alexander rossi in 2015 i think and the first full-time driver since Scott Speed um, in 2006. So um, really exciting to have the young American on the grid. And um, he looked pretty decent through testing. Yeah, when you when you say it, like the first time we've had an American driver since Scott Speed in 2006, I mean, do you think Logan Sargent in 2006, you know, that's, that's a, like 16 years ago. I yeah. mean, how old was... Logan Sargent when Fives. got speed. I mean, yeah, I mean, my little guy, I've, I built his go-kart. He's going to start racing. It's basically like him this age is what Logan Sargent was when Scott Speed was uh, was racing, which is, I don't know, for, for us old guys, it doesn't actually seem that long ago that Scott Speed was there. But I don't know, Jason, do you even remember him? <laughs> No, I mean I remember him because I rewatched the the season last year, <laughs> so that's why I know who he is. I had no idea who he was. Yeah, and Alexander Rossi. I, I don't know. Did you ever use, did you ever see the Amazing Race, where there was the one season where Alexander Rossi and um, Connor Daly 
were a team. No, but that's there. really cool. That? No, that was really cool actually. Um, obviously, Connor Daly and Alex Rossi both still racing in IndyCar. I think uh, Connor Daly did uh, Daytona 500, right? I think you're right. Yeah, but anyway, he put in some killer laps um, on the second day. I guess he did the whole second day and did like 150 laps or something like that. Um, really, really, really insane. But I guess, you know, he's the least experienced of all the drivers on the grid, barely even getting the required points. Um, so as much testing as he can get is going to help him. I mean, I, and just to add to what you were saying before, yeah, we get older and the, the drivers get younger for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they look like babies, some of these guys out there. But, you know, hey, uh, but I remember the, the orig- in my mind, the original young young guy was... Um, uh, Oh, Seb. What's the, what's the, huh? Seb. No, 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 no. Before, before Seb, Jensen Button. When did he start? Was he a teenager still? <laughs> yeah, that was nineteen ninety. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're good enough, you're old enough. They used to say back then, but that shows you how old I am. You know, I, I remember him as a young guy, and now he's yeah. yeah. I, I think he came in the same season as Fernando, right? And obviously, Fernando's still racing, and Jensen's wow. only a couple of years away, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go, but. Yeah, yeah okay. I mean, at least there's going to be some, uh, Nick and I were having a conversation, at least there'll be some uh, competition for Rookie of the Year this year. Absolutely. Unlike last year when there was, only, <laughs> there was only one. So, yeah, Joe absolutely wiped the floor with the rest <laughs> of the Rookie opposition last year. Yeah, but my money is not on, my money is not on Logan Sargent no. to win Rookie of the Year, though. Mine not, either. Yeah. But, but he's got to be a step up from Latifi, right? Williams are trying to just improve year on year. Yeah. Zero points two years ago, eight points last year. So, you know, that's a, an immeasurable percentage imp- uh, improvement. So, you know, as long as Logan can put out a good showing, be better than uh, Latifi. Yeah. Um, you know, Albon is definitely not not doing himself um, any harm in the performances he's putting in, yeah. in, in what is arguably the worst car. So... Um, let's see if they can improve. You know, that's all they're trying to do. I mean, it, is it the worst car? I mean, obviously, you, you go back 12 months and Williams were way off the back, yeah. you know, in, in testing. They were the slowest car, emphatically so. This year, they've made, if you look at the Delta year on year, they've really made up some time. Yeah. Now, is it going to stop them being, are they not going to be the last car on the grid? I don't know, but the midfield is based on what we're seeing in testing. The midfield, well, I say the midfield, but everyone behind like the top two or three, four, uh, which we'll come to obviously, they seem really pretty close. And I think Williams have, you know, they've had improvement over over the winter. I think, um, and I mean, we may get to <laughs> we may get to Bahrain yeah. this weekend to be t- totally proven wrong, but they're not off the back like they were this time last year. And they have a new team principal who is highly respected on the paddock. Having James Voles there, who comes from Mercedes and was there for a long time, maybe he can really kind of jumpstart the team and really push them at least above AlphaTauri, who was kind of up and down during during preseason testing. Yeah, and obviously towards the end of last season, there were a number of races that Toto wasn't at, and and James Valls was um, sort of standing in and sort of running the team a little bit. You kind of look at it and think, well, is Toto, is this in the same way that they put George at Williams for three years? Is is this putting James Valls at 
at uh, at Williams for three years to be you know the next guy in line at at Mercedes. I don't know. We better do a good job um, to try and get that gig full time at the end of the day. But I think you know, interesting that they've made that move and um, much more technical. Like you said, Jos Capito was much more of a rally guy in the same way as um, like um, ah, uh, Jean Tot. Yeah, obviously he was a big rally guy. Didn't work out for Williams. Um, I mean, listening to podcasts and stuff over, you know, we were always searching for F1 content um, during the during the winter. Yeah. Um, but it seems like there were real cultural issues at Williams that hopefully someone new coming in can help fix. Continue the conversation on pine-sports.com. That's P-I-N-E-sports.com and the Pine Sports Discord, which you can find linked on the website. And join us in a one-of-a-kind fantasy Formula One contest at coopsf1.com. That's C-O-O-P-S-F-number-one.com, where you can put your theories to the test. Moving up the grid, we get AlphaTauri next. They were P9 with 35 points on the year. Yuki is now being, you know, thrust into the team leader role, maybe. Um, he is definitely the more experienced one there. Um, but Nick, De- it, there's, a, there's a big change from his partnership. His quote-unquote bromance that he had with Pierre, who even said, you know, he saw Yuki as a little brother going to Nick DeVries, who is going to be very calculated and wanting to show that he should have never been passed over. Um, Yuki's going to have to really step it up, not only for the team, but if he has any shot of staying in F1. Yeah, and, and, and it's funny you talk about Yuki being the little brother and then Nick coming in and going back. Obviously, Nick DeVries, Dutch driver, knows Max Verstappen very well older than Max Verstappen by a good couple of years. You know, he and Max Verstappen sort of had that little brother, big brother relationship through karting and stuff, but it was Nick that was the big brother and Max that was the little brother in that equation. And here they are, Max is, what, seven years into his F1 career? Yeah. Um, And obviously defending two-time world champion. Um, But Nick, I think he's really... I hope that he's really buckled down and is really ready to prove a point that you guys passed me up for the last few years and I really deserve to be here and uh, I'm going to come in and kick some butt. Yeah. I mean, he took his chance last year, right, when he when he stepped up and drove the Williams, got them points uh, immediately. So, um, you know, he's definitely earned it and he's been extremely patient. So I think a sentiment, I think... If you if you like an underdog story, then it's hard not to root for for Nick DeVries uh, this year. Um, and he's got and his name is Nick, so well, of course. <laughs> spell definitely though. <laughs> he spells it with much cooler than you do, you know. Vowels, he does spell it way cooler. You know who that. needs vowels? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny. I mean, Yuki, what is this? Yuki's third year. Third now, season, yes. So we'll see how he how he goes. Can he take? Can he keep moving forward? Can he keep getting better? It's make or break for Yuki this season. Yeah. It really is. He's he's either, I mean, because you know, obviously, you look at Red Bull and AlphaTauri, ignoring some of the developments and some of the statements that have been made the last couple of days about the status of the team. But the whole purpose of AlphaTauri or or Toro Rosso before them was to develop drivers to move into the into the big seat, right? So. There's got to, I mean, obviously, Gasly went up, went down. 
you know, it, it, there was a kind of a weird thing going on with Gasly because he's a he's a very good driver, but he kind of burnt the seat in in Red Bull. But still, there needs to be that channel up to ultimately, you know, if he's not good enough for the seat alongside Max, you know, yeah. replacing Checo next year, then is he what they need in AlphaTauri? Yeah. In which case, is this his last season? Obviously, they've got um, Danny Rick as like the reserve driver, which adds a bit more dynamic into that mix. But, you know, long and short of it is Yuki has to perform this season. Otherwise, he won't be in F1 next year. Williams improved, you know, year on year. I mean, Alpha probably would certainly disappointed to finish ninth last year behind the likes of Haas and others. So they're certainly... They do not want to uh, come down there again, and they want to be further up the the table. You know how many other teams they could possibly pass? Who knows? Certainly, Haas. Um, they'd want to be ahead of as well as uh, Williams. You know how far can they go? Other teams have improved as well, so yeah, yeah, they're going to be looking for for both Nick and Yuki to be pr- providing providing the points. Um, yeah, Yuki yeah. didn't, you know, produced only a third of their points last year, so they've lost the majority of their their points to Alpine. These two guys need to to do the business. So, moving on from a driver named Nick to a driver named Nico Hulkenberg, back in the sport after three seasons. Um, he raced twice last year, you know, taking over for Mick, who unfortunately crashed too much for Haas's liking um, and replaced him with nico i remember nick you weren't all that thrilled about their their choice going with nico thinking that he kind of had his chance um but it's kind of a nice story to see him see him back on the grid um and haas is looking like potentially a better car um but they did look good in preseason last year yeah i mean they they obviously they they suffer from the from budget um you know they they put a lot of effort into launching the car last year and you know came out gangbusters at the start of the season but then you know the development war kicked in and those teams that had more budget obviously even in the budget constrained budget capped environment um they had more development power through the season uh and so you know you look at where they were at the start of the season and they ended up in eighth you know a, a good few, what, like 20, 18 points or so behind um, Aston Martin. And you think, well, was that a successful season? I don't know. But they, you know, they got a, a title sponsor this year, Money Graham. They've got two experienced drivers. Um, you know, maybe the money that they spent rebuilding all of the crashes that Mick had, they can actually put into some of that in-season development and move things forward. Yeah, I, I, one thing I will say is watching Drive to Survive, man, I, there was a lot more going on in that team and yeah. dissatisfaction at Mick uh, and some of his crashes and stuff than we really appreciated, even though they were saying Mick crashes too much. But it, it didn't seem like things were, were well within that team and the relationship with Mick. So as much as we like Mick and for all of the you know the name and the history behind who he is, and you know he was an F two champion like a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was you know just you know quite similar. I think to I don't know the if you guys have seen the golf version of Drive to Survive, full swing. But like Brooks Kepka, who who is like he won every major, and then just it gets in your head. 
Yeah, and I think right. it got in Mick's head. I mean, good good job for Hass for for keeping that out of the spotlight, for giving Mick, you know, yeah. behind closed doors, they're not too happy with him, but that didn't get out into the public, you know, where, you know, things can spiral out of control. Um, you know, Hass, they've sort of done a full, like, 180, you know, two plus years ago, they went full rookie, driver lineup, you know, minimal experience, new car, you know. Maximum sponsorship. Yeah, let's see what, what <laughs> we can do. And then, obviously... You know, with the you know the Russian thing and Mazepin being dropped, bringing in in Kevin to, to race alongside Mick, it was sort of a semi uh, inexperienced lineup. And now they've got two very experienced drivers. I don't know how many races um, Magnussen and Hulkenberg have together, but you know maybe hundreds. A lot, I don't know. yeah. Um, I mean, it's Hul- one of the more experienced yeah. lineups on the grid now, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hulkenberg, I think he holds the record for the most numbers of Grand Prix without a podium. Yeah. So um, that's a that's a Reddit stat I think I read. So there'll be a lot of happy people if he can somehow miraculously s- scrape onto the podium. You never know at some point. But um, yeah, we'll see what it, we can do. And again, it's hard to not root for, for Gunter. Uh, he's a great character. Uh, Americans, you know, making inroads into the sport again. American team, you like to see them do well. Um, but they, I think they, they were. Well, they, you think they were happy with eighth last last year? You know, ahead of AlphaTauri. Well, Could they really expect to be any further? Had, up the- no points for two seasons before that. So um, yeah. But then so, when you think where they were before that, and they were like fifth, I think. So I think that fifth or sixth is where they're targeting. Right. That, that, that would be uh, an amazing, be very, very yes. challenging for them to do that. Yeah. And if they finish a step up, like one, if, if they finish P7 yes. this coming season, I think they'll be happy. The way that the midfield looks like it's closing up, it's achievable. Uh, as any, long as kind of, the development. Yeah. any kind of improvement, even if it's P8, but with more points maybe or something like that. Who yeah. knows? But uh, yeah, let's let's see how they do. But 322 races between the two of them. Oh, good. Wow. Quick, quick fingers there, Jason. Nice. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure Fernando doesn't have that on his own? <laughs> wow. I don't know if you saw this. People were, as they always are in F1 Twitterverse, which is very hostile. Fernando liked a post that was showing how many testing laps between him and Lewis and showing that Fernando had done like four times as many testing laps throughout his career as Lewis right. had. Um, but it was just funny that he he like retweeted that or liked that one. So all the Lewis fans were all upset. Like, oh, he, he's just grasping at straws. This is the only stat that he has more than him or something like that. It's just so funny. <laughs> so talking about Fernando, we are moving on to P7 last year, tied at 55 points with Alpha Romeo. But Aston Martin um, obviously has a new driver this year after Seb retired with Fernando Alonso who had a pretty decent year with Alpine last year with 81 points. Um, and they with look 81 points with, with all of those DNF. Right. Well. Yeah. Right. So, so the most unlucky driver possibly on the, on the grid last year. Yeah. So, yeah. And of course had that huge crash with his now teammate Lance Stroll towards the end of the season where he flew up in the air. Um, but the car looks very fast through preseason testing, um, especially on their race pace. They're looking really good. And some of the pundits were even saying that they might be third on the grid over Mercedes um, going into this season. Um, I'm pumping the brakes on that a little bit, but maybe fourth best team on the grid next year. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's when you look at the car that they had last year, it was 
it was a dog in qualifying, particularly at the start of the season. But they'd pick up the odd point occasionally because they'd move forward in the race. They 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 always had a car that did better in the race than in qualifying. They were like rarely out of Q one at the at the start of the season. Yeah. Obviously, then they got handle on things and they started doing better and then such that they actually came back from being like ninth best team um up to seventh with a strong run at the end um it looks like they've got a good car yeah yeah that they seem to be the the team everybody's talking about that's made the biggest the biggest leap forward you know compared to where they were last year so you know for those of you looking for a a longer shot you know maybe a, a podium finish or something like that with longer odds to try and make some money uh maybe fernando but of course the question is will will lance make the first race I, i'm I, guessing he's it's not looking good right now i cannot think that he can race with two broken wrists after a week doing that is that i don't yeah i'm not sure of the extent of all of his his injuries um but yeah if, if it's that bad then yeah it's going to be could be a couple of races then. Um, who's the guy? Felipe, Felipe Drogovic. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, defending F2 champion. So, you know, a, a good talent. Obviously, there wasn't a seat for him as a full race seat, but always good to get, you know, the last guy on the F2 champions roster into a car. Uh, yeah. for Maybe just for one race, maybe for two. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I mean, it's... They've said that Lance has been on the simulator. But the thing is, though, the simulator doesn't put the same forces through your body sure. as as you're going to get going around like an F1 track. Right? I, I can't see I can't see how he's in the car for this race. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, for, for, for Felipe, you know, much like Nick DeVries and others last season, a chance to show other people what, what you've got, you yeah. know, um, to for for his career so you know i was wondering we'll see how it goes. i was wondering if they were going to try and convince seb to come back for a race yeah, or two. That, that, that was out there for a bit you know they're not denying it that kind of thing oh we've spoken i think they um, were just doing that for attention i mean Maybe. it would be amazing it would be awesome alonso alonso and vettel together yeah. on the same team right you know i don't know what year it was when uh alonso was at ferrari and better was at red bull and they were vying for the world championship you know as rivals 2012 to see them probably. stand 2010 2012 i think they were. a long time ago <laughs> yeah to see them together would be would be amazing but yeah just uh not not gonna happen yeah probably not but i like felipe um seems like a nice guy so i hope hopefully he does well and that will bode well for him getting a chance maybe next yeah. year i don't even if he won somehow won the race, I don't think Lance Stroll's losing his seat. No. Unfortunately, no. when your dad owns the team, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think he's a shoe in when he comes back. But yeah, very, very exciting to see how Aston Martin is uh, is turning it for this year, and then tied with them on points last year, but was able to get the spot higher in P6 Alfa Romeo. They were kind of quiet during testing, although they did put in those really fast laps at the end of the last two sessions. You know, Guan Yu Zhou, after coming back for his second season, um, pretty good rookie season. I mean, obviously he was rookie of the year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Being the only one. <laughs> but he still got six points on, on the year. He got points on debut. You know, he's going to want to turn it up a little bit. I mean, he has to turn it up a little bit. I mean, I'm not quite so. I mean, 
okay, six points in your rookie season. Okay, it's pretty good. But when your teammate gets close to 50 points, I mean, it is Baltieri Botas, but, um, you know, he's got, yeah, he's got to improve as well. Um, and he has every chance to, I think. Um, yeah. And I think Botas, we saw a couple of situations last year where Botas was helping him out, like on the track, giving, passing on information to help out his teammate and stuff like that. So that shows that, to me, it looks like they have a good relationship. Yeah, he, he's got to improve. He, he has every opportunity to improve. Um, let, let's see how they go. Yeah, I mean, um, just like just like last year, I think last year they came in with a car that seemed pretty reliable. I think that was particularly at the start of the season. It made a bit of a difference. Bottas scoring some good solid points early on in the season, but then fell in into the clutches almost of Aston Martin at the end of the season. I think it, it's pretty much as it was again, right? Where obviously yeah. nothing seemingly wrong with the car. It doesn't seem fragile too much you know they got some solid running in seems quite a large operating window it's not too fussy but by the same token is that lack of fussiness does that mean that it's not that fast you know and it's you know will it score points in high attrition races just because it's not broken yeah yeah I mean, Aston was sort of on the upswing at the end of last season uh, and closed the gap with Sauber, uh, Alfa Romeo Sauber. Going backwards, are they still going backwards now? We don't know if they yeah. managed to to turn that around. We'll see. Kind of in a tough spot, too, because they're like, one one of their sponsors is going out, and then they have a year with no sponsor, and then they have Audi coming in two years from now. And, like, Andreas right. Seidel is not the face of the team until Audi gets there. So they have another guy who's going to be the face of the team while he's in the background. It's all very weird. That can't help. Can it? No. Back, back, back office instability. Um, yeah. Can't help the, the, them be successful. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm assuming that Audi, even though they've, you know, the team have lost the sponsorship, Audi's not going to want the intellectual property to fall behind so there's probably some element of funding that they're just kicking in to make sure that when they do come in that the team are positioned to like you know represent the brand right um but yeah the, the next couple of years is going to be a little bit weird i think for, for the alpha salva team So moving on from those guys, we go to McLaren, who almost was able to get ahead of Alpine towards the end of the year, but just fell short. Um, P5 on the season, 159 points, and they have who many consider the you know best young driver since Max Verstappen, um, Oscar Piastri, um, with all the controversy that came with him leaving Alpine last year. Um, but it's going to be super exciting to see how he's able to do lined up against Lando, who was probably the best driver outside of the top three teams last year, um, who had, has at least looked through Drive to Survive pretty harsh on his teammates. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic goes with two young competitive guys. Yeah, I mean, Lando, is he even 24 yet? I mean, he's a, he's been around for a while, but he's still a young yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, this is uh, looking at it. The car doesn't look good. Mm. And, you know, listening to 
you know, a number of obviously all the all of our competitor podcasts are dropping this last couple of days, and obviously I'm trying to listen to as much as I can and see what some of the people that actually know what they're talking about, not yeah. like us hacks, um, are saying. They're a bit more clued in, but you know, rumblings are around the paddock that they may even be the slowest car there. Yeah, wow, which is shocking. Like you know, the small issues that they had last year seem to be big issues this year. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, we don't know at this point. We'll have to wait until we get there. But when you think of the torrid time that they had from 2015 or so through the Honda years, when, um, you know, Jensen was still there with Fernando and, you know, yeah. just really tough times, they were really on the upswing. And, you know, you look back at just the year before the rules changed, you know, in the 2021 season, they got a race win with Danny Rick in Monza and Lando should have won in Sochi, but it started raining and they made the wrong call to look at where they were then and where they appear to be now. It it's tough and you've got to look at Piastri and he's got to be thinking, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they probably, uh, the biggest disappointment of all the teams possibly last season, if you re I'm sure in our preview, but last year we were touting them as the, the top the top four teams. You know, we're putting them in that upper echelon. Um, and in reality, uh, you know, Lando basically on his own dragged them all the way up to P five. Yeah. You know, with 122 points of the 159. You know, Danny Rick couldn't couldn't get anything going. Um, so could could it go either way? Can can Lando continue to drag results out of a underperforming car and can Piastri start to do the same um and then they could possibly make a difference I mean if that's the case that still only really gets them up a point they're still not getting enough points to to break into the top three but maybe they could have finished ahead of Alpine but yeah definitely the biggest disappointment of a team last year and they they surely need to turn it around but it doesn't look good it doesn't look good right now so the pressure is going to be on uh this weekend for them yeah, and and I think they they've already said we're not going to be there for the first three or four races. I think maybe well, Baku, they've or I think maybe that there was they. It sounds like they found an issue like a little bit late in the day. Um, well, their car was falling apart. Their way around it right now. I mean, they lost so much time in the test just because the little they did tape stuff they taping the wheel you know the the things that kind of the brows that go over the right. front wheels they they couldn't get on track because there was an issue with those i mean that's like of all the things that, to keep you off track your wheel brows are not really where you need to be yeah um trying to fix things right so they lost not only are they in the back foot because it seems like something's not working on their car but they didn't have the time on the track to even figure out how to fix it or work around it for the first race yeah it's not looking good just in time for my apparel to show up (laughs) (laughs) i mean jason you're the biggest that you're that that is your team you know you know self-professed mclaren slash lando fan you know if I if I was to twist your arm, what what's your over under on where they're going to finish this year? Uh, P seven, honestly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Putting the, the not fan hat on, they look really bad, and it wow. it is preseason. So 
we've seen cards sandbag it, but from the reactions of Lando getting out of the car, his body language, he looks like he's ready to leave the team, honestly. I'm, dis- yeah. I'm disappointed in you late, Jason. You gotta go you gotta go all in on these teams. Who cares about reality? <laughs> blind, <laughs> just, they're gonna win the blind championship. Op- <laughs> blind optimism. Exactly. They're sand you mentioned it. They're sandbagging. Lewis they're sandbagging. <laughs> no, I mean Yeah, it's I mean I, I like McLaren. Um obviously a lot of history, a lot of great drivers over the years. But yeah, I mean Oh, it'd be crazy to see like Williams and McLaren tooling around at the bottom of the um, Again, like they were a few years ago. I mean, the yeah. yeah I mean, you, you look at it. Obviously, last year, um, Alpine got a, a stronger start, and McLaren were coming back towards them at the end, and didn't quite get the spot. Obviously, um, but they, I think, they had more momentum towards the end of the year. Hopefully, they can keep that up, and whatever defi- you know, whatever deficit they have, that they can find a way to fix it. It, it's all dependent on Piastri coming up to speed fast because I, I I don't have any issue with with Lando. I think he'll he'll get points regardless. But um, I mean, he was where did he end up on the driver's side of of the uh, of the championship? He was pretty high up there, right? I mean, he was just behind. Lando was like seventh. He maybe. was seventh, right? Yeah, and yeah they, Lando. Yeah, and they still only got fifth in the in the constructors. Like that's pretty. Yeah, he got That's he got all bad. their points. He got all their points basically. I mean, I can see Aston, Aston being better than Aston will be better than them. Maybe Haas could be better than them. You know, yeah. um, they've at least but, got but, experience on their side. But Lewis, who came P six above Lando, had m- almost double his points. Yeah, you know, so it wasn't exactly close. No. Yeah, I mean, I'll be really interested to see what Lando does with this car and what Piastri does with this car. Obviously, Piastri is a rookie. He doesn't really have well any experience in an F1 car to fall back on. Um, Lando, you know, looking at what happened last year, Lando looks like he may have been able to make up for a lot of issues with a pretty terrible car last year. Yeah, to finish best of the rest. But I think we all know that Lando is a good driver. It's just um, how long is he going to stay? At McLaren, right. I mean, he's got a contract through the next two, three years. Yeah, but what does that really mean? Pierre did too. You know? <laughs> yeah. So did Danny. The, the worst case scenario is McLaren does as badly as I think they're going to do, and then he ends up going to Red Bull, and then just I'll be miserable. No, I mean, I you look. Andreas Seidel's gone to Alpha Romeo. The Audi budget coming in. Yeah, maybe. That could be an option for him. Yeah. Enough of that depressingness from McLaren. We <laughs> move forward to Alpine. The only car that I saw this little graphic they were showing, the only car that has gotten slower from preseason testing last season, but they still were putting in pretty decent times. Um, Pierre, brand new to the team, and he looked to be faster than Alcon through testing. Um, Alcon is Mr. Consistency. Um, he's all, I feel like he's always in like 8 through 12 every single race but it's a it's an important year for them all french lineup will they be able to work together you know they've had some issues growing up whether it's a girlfriend or just personal i mean it'll be an interesting dynamic from the all french team with an all french lineup they didn't do much in testing right but they didn't apparently seem to be doing too many performance runs so i mean 
rumor has it that they maintain a quiet sense of confidence or maybe it's just french smugness <laughs> i don't know um your britishness but, is showing through there <laughs> you know but it's like it, it's i don't know they're going to come out of this um like gunter would said fucking like fucking wankers or <laughs> fucking geniuses right um i don't know I, I don't know how to read i don't know how to read the alpine because this it they're making the right noise and they seem happy with the car and it looks really stiff. Yeah. Um, like they're rattling around over the curbs and stuff, but it is also, it is also Bahrain, which is extra bumpy. So that that does kind of go into effect. For Alpine, the the piece, the pieces are all there, right? They, they finished P4 last season. They got it. So they had a solid car. They've changed their driver lineup completely, but they've got in people that have experience and know what they're doing. They've they've won races, you know. Gasly's won races, so individually, races well. Sorry, exactly. So yeah. all the pieces are there. Can they put it all together and be successful, or not? We'll see. It it, it did look a bit strange in preseason the performance that they had, but you know, let's see what happens in in, in the race. You know, we don't think McLaren's going to be hot on their heels, you know, we were expecting maybe Aston to, to jump up and, and challenge them for that, that spot. I don't, we don't expect Alpine to break into the top three. So their goal again is to be the best of the rest. I would say, um, maybe it's a fight between them and, and, uh, Aston is our current prediction yeah. for that fourth spot. Yep. I'm bullish on Otmar. I, uh, he seems kind of flaky to me and a pushover. So we'll see how that works out for Alpine. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was funny because, you know, Omar didn't come across too well when he on drive to survive, when he was at Aston Martin or racing point, when Lawrence Stroll came in and um, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of funny when you look at the different team principles and Omar, just I, I like. I want to like him. I like Me him. Too. I think he comes across really good, really well on um, you know on the weekends when they interview him from the pit wall. He's fully on it, but he just seems kind of awkward and a bit yeah, like you said, a, a, a not really very strong that you could force an issue and and really get the team moving up. So we are into the top three teams from last year starting from p3 with 515 points so a big jump up from you know the alpines and the mclarens mercedes really struggled out the gate for most of the season really up until the last few races um well the second half let's say um you know they really started to go on an upswing but they really do look like the third best team coming into preseason testing it's uh you know lewis is he seems dri- still very driven. He wants to get that eighth, that eighth championship, even more driven than he was last year, almost. And George, you know, ended the season very strong with that win, and of course that long streak of top five places. I think it's I think it's going to be all about the car. I mean, they've got the drivers. There's no question. I mean, obviously Lewis, arguably best driver of all time. Um, George Russell showed last year that he can go toe to toe with Lewis, um, and in fact did did beat him over the the span of the season. Um, although you could like argue either way, um, you know, race to race, the different performances. So 
they've got the drivers and they've they've got the team you know they've got in toto wolf and and the team they've got you know excellent management can they get the car underneath these drivers to to give them the, the platform to be successful last year with the porpoising the car was horrible to drive it took them ages to sort that out but george got stuff out you know george you know had that consistent finish during that time finishing in the top five um, for the first nine races and then it did seem to come on strong at the end of the year can they continue with that pre-season testing says maybe not but yeah they had a, yeah. a good day one a pretty crappy day two and a decent day three right yeah they they don't seem to have come on like you know the momentum that they had towards the end of last season it's like oh they're ready to vault up and it doesn't really feel like they've vaulted up. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you look at the at the start of last year, all the cars looked really pretty different. Lots of different uh, philosophies around side pods and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, the most uh, extreme uh, side pod was on the Mercedes. All the other teams coming into this year, well, all the other teams, a, a lot of the move has been towards the Red Bull type approach mercedes are sticking with what they've got um in terms of their approach is it the right approach and they they still have full confidence that it was the right approach is it pride maybe they are all geniuses and it'll come through but you know you see the direction that the other teams have gone and they're all gravitating towards that you know that red bull type um philosophy on the side pods and a lot of the midfield teams are closing up and getting faster, and Mercedes don't seem to have moved in the right direction. Um, so it'll be really interesting. I mean, of course, it's Mercedes. So just like we didn't write them off the entire of last season, it's a case of when are they going to come up and when are they going to be right. challenging? And eventually they did. Is it going to be the same again this year? Yeah, they'll improve the car over the season. They've got the budget. They've got the know-how. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. But will it be, again, too little, too late? Because Ferrari and Red Bull will be, you know, off in the distance fighting it out. We'll see. And then moving up to the real, you know, the two teams that look, at least through testing, that have the best shot at championships so far. P2 last year. Martin, you're Ferrari guys. (laughs) We're the fastest car all season. Um, At least over one lap. Um, absolutely but you know they've they've got new management now but it seems like most of the team is pretty much the same it's really just the top that's changed um but they're 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 both really hungry to to push up and and see if they can challenge red bull yeah so uh, yeah was it uh vassar has has come in and taken over his team principal um they've moved things around a little bit in the back i don't know the names of the guys but um there's been a reshuffle of the the senior management behind him. Um, in the strategy the, department in particular. Yeah. Uh, obviously the same drivers as last year. Um, you know, Charles showed that, you know, he can qualify, out-qualify anybody on, on any day. Um, you know, Carlos, again, I'm putting on my Ferrari tinted glasses. Um, had a little bit of bad luck um, in, in some races that, that cost him a lot of points. And, of course, the mistakes. Uh, and the mistakes cost them them dearly. Um, trying different things, going for fastest laps, you know, maybe when they shouldn't have done, and and, and things like that. So, hopefully, with Vassar in that spot, 
you know, uh, I'm thinking back to Jean Todd days, you know, with Ross Braun, um, you know, tactical masterminds uh, at the helm. They'll do the business. Um, uh, I think it was Nick just sent out a, a, a thing on the chat before we said that the, that the winner of the first race of the season has gone on to finish second in the championship the last like six years in a row or something <laughs> like that. So maybe we don't want Ferrari to win this weekend uh, if that's now the new uh, the new rule. But and three of those are Ferraris. Yes, yeah. So, you know, you want to just come come second and and move on, maybe. Uh, but I'm. I don't, I don't think that stat's going to prompt Charles Leclerc to break before the line. <laughs> <laughs> was it in Was it in Bahrain last year? Where we had the chicken, the game of chicken, or was that in Saudi Arabia for the uh, DRS? I can't remember. It was in Jeddah, I think. Yeah, where they're, they're yeah. breaking each other or not to get into or the not. DRS zone. Yeah, too. Yeah. Exactly. But they, I mean, they had a great race in Bahrain, you know, the Ferraris and the Red Bulls last year. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the Red Bulls both died right at the very end to get no points. And it, it all looked rosy Ferrari, how different it was come the end of the season. But, you know, Bonotto's out. I'm not upset about that. You know, nice guy and all that, but it just became an embarrassment. Um, he didn't make enough changes. Um I think you said to me, Nick, if you don't make the decision, somebody else makes it for you. So, you know, he's out for Surin, and let's see if that that makes a difference. I'm 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 hopeful it does. That's that's all yeah, I can I say. Mean, when you look for the championship, they were the fastest single lap car last year, right? They just struggled with tire degradation in the race. Now, you can you can't really. It's more difficult to make a car faster than it is to make it kinder on its tires, I suppose. I, I say that as if I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but you can't make a slow car that's kind on of its tires faster, right? So hopefully, yeah, I mean, hopefully they've, they've found a way to not overheat the tires like they were last year. Suspension yeah. changes, whatever. But the car was fast. Uh, let's just hope that Red Bull haven't made their car the fastest single lap car as well because obviously yeah and well, that's the went their way last year that's the nightmare scenario for us ferrari fans you know all too often last year you know leclerc was was fighting alone against the two to two red bulls to try and get something done you know carlos wasn't able to you know help out you know we need him to be more consistent both ferraris up there getting in amongst the red bulls and you know giving us giving us something to cheer for, you know, something yeah. akin to two years ago when, you know, Hamilton and uh, Verstappen were head-to-head right till the end of the season. We'd like to see that again. No, I mean, as much as it was a, an amazing performance by Max last year, nobody really wants the championship to be over, you know, with five races to go Right. Um, again. And, you know, moving moving forward to, to Red Bull, um, they do have you know, this wind tunnel penalty looming over them that many of the people that know what they're talking about say is going to really start to affect them later in the season. Um, I like this. I like that. Yeah. Keep talking. uh, I mean, this is all, (laughs) this is all theoretical too. Um, They could just cheat again and we won't know until the the year after that. Um, They just start buying in million dollar sandwiches. (laughs) Right. 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 Um, 
adjust their budget cap. right because it's all the catering um <laughs> but but anyway red bull were the by far the best team last year regardless of if they cheated or not they had the fastest car and they looked to be the best team in preseason testing and max looks supremely confident um he just got all of his testing out of the way early he was like I feel good in the car. Nothing to worry about. Checo can have the better days towards the end. Yeah, um, that's this is going to be their downfall. They're just over like, overconfident. They're going to screw it. They're going to totally screw it up. They're going to think that it's already won before they put in the work. And Ferrari are just going to breeze through. Yeah, you, you heard it here first. McLaren second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yes. It's it's hard to bet against anything Red Bull does right now you're you know you're a, a brave man to, to or woman to put to put money on anybody else winning the title right now but who knows yeah. who knows we'll see and it's, yeah they look they look ominously fast yeah and they're going to win everything and that's the end of the season thank you and good night <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're doing right they just think they know how to win it's a bit like it's a bit like it's it's mercedes but they've got it all sorted out that it's mercedes plus they have the car they've got the experience they've got the drivers they know what to do um yeah yeah it's 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 there it is absolutely theirs to lose we all think that um, but we all want to see something exciting that takes us, you know, deep into October and November. We're still talking about who's going to win the the championship. You know, there's always stuff to, there's always interesting races down the field to, to look at. And, you know, we'll follow that throughout the season. You know, will Alpine be beating out McLaren and such? But we all know that people want to win championships. And right. so hopefully that's still going to be the case. It's still going to be up for grabs towards the, the sharp end of the season. 23 races this year, is that yeah. the most ever? Yeah. Other races. Yeah, I think there were supposed to be 23 last year, but there only ended up being 22, and then there were supposed to be 24 this year, and now there's only 23, but still the most. Yeah. Because um, we've got Vegas this year. Vegas. Vegas. Just a new race coming in. Yeah. Vegas in November. Vegas right around Thanksgiving. That's right. Yeah, so it's like the even, second to last race or the third to last race of the season. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a lot for for those of us that live in in North America. More more opportunity to to see races, but not yeah. not really. Not only if you've got a million dollar budget. Yeah, of right. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise I will not be at the Las Vegas race. Um, <laughs> but Checo has a lot to uh, play for this year. I mean, he's. 33 now um Mm -hmm. he had two wins last year which is you know pretty good but compared to his teammate who had how many did he end up with 13 14 yeah the the most yeah he won set set the new record yeah 14 15 was it i think so yeah and so you know we know how red bull operates they're always looking for the next person for that second seat yeah he's gonna have to keep it going the next whipping boy right right right. I think I saw um, some quotes from Alex Albon this this afternoon, um, just basically saying like, yeah, when he was in teams with other drivers who were on the grid now, he always liked a much twitchier direct front end, but Max is to another level. Like you just breathe on the steering wheel and it takes a 90 degree. He, he loves it like really on the nose wow. in a way that, you know, most drivers like a much more benign car. 
and so Red Bull just designed a car for Max. Right. You know, he's he's their well, their double world champion. You know, they they give him the car that he needs to do what he needs to do to win the title and win the championship for the team. And either you adapt your style to, to go like that, or you get relegated to AlphaTauri or Williams. He has to give up the corner. I had to bounce ahead. What is wrong with these people? That is the grid for the 2023 season, and we've got Bahrain coming up. Like we said, it was a exciting race last year with the double DNF from Red Bull. Max kind of having the issues develop as the race went on, but Checo's died on the last lap. Remember when he spun on at turn one? Um, Facing the wrong direction. Yeah. 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 Uh, just a shout out, uh, a plug for Coops F1, my, yes. my Formula One website. If, you, if you're listening and uh, qualifying hasn't yet started for the Bahrain Grand Prix login, predict uh, your results uh, for the first race, win, score some points, beat your friends. Um, friend. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh nick our own uh, nick watterson is the defending champion uh from from last year um it was so. it was close at the end but just snuck it and uh good yeah. good showing from yourself jason martin yeah not so maybe good, not a little so too overcommitted to ferrari but um. <laughs> i can see the signups slowly dribbling in uh over the last few days, as the seat, as people start turning their attention towards Formula One, so that's what good. what do each of the little trophies mean? Um, oh yeah, so I added that to the website. Yeah. So basically, I added little trophies next to past winners. Oh okay. So if you click on the trophy, it takes you to the season where they came first, second, or third. God, I didn't even yeah. realize how how successful some people are. Yes. I've had some multiple, people have multiple, uh, yeah, multiple trophies. Uh, yeah, Nick has a second, a first place, and a second place from yeah. two many years ago. It's our twentieth season of the website. Amazing! Wow. Two thousand and three, I started this. If, That's awesome. If you can believe it, uh, it's free, so um, why not? Thanks for listening to the Undercut with Jason Martin and Nick. Tune in Monday for our review of Round One, the Bahrain Grand Prix. Please rate and review wherever you listen, and we'll see you next time.